With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the hardest things about being a mom is seeing your kids get sick, especially when they're way too little to tell you how they feel. Today on our show, we are going to be discussing common illnesses that you may navigate in your baby's first year of life to arm you with the information and resources that you need to help you survive this cold and flu season. This is Newbies. He's gorgeous. Um, it's a girl. Surprise! The whole family's here! So when are you having the next one? It's just poop. Ready for another? Wow, you look really tired. Ready to go back to work? Yellow poop? Seriously? Did you sterilize this? Sex? Now? You've got to be joking. You should sleep when the baby sleeps. She doesn't look anything like you. I thought you already had your baby. I did. Babies don't come with instructions, so there's Newbies, helping new moms and new babies through the first year. Welcome to Newbies. Newbies is your online, on-the-go support group guiding new mothers through their baby's first year. I'm Natalie Gross, mom to a three-year-old boy and a brand new baby girl. We've got a great show today talking about common baby illnesses. Not the most fun topic, of course, but a discussion that I hope will be helpful to you. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to visit our website at newmommymedia.com and subscribe to our weekly newsletter, which keeps you updated on all the episodes we release each week. Another great way to stay updated is to hit that subscribe button in your podcast app. And if you are looking for a way to get even more involved with our show, then you can check out our membership club called Mighty Moms. And that's where we chat more about the topics that we discuss here on the show. And it's an easy way to learn about our recordings so that you can join us live. We have moms Lydia and Kaylee joining us today. Welcome to the show, mamas. And as we get started here, tell us a little bit about you, where you're located, and a little bit about your family. My name is Lydia Eldridge. I am currently living in Oklahoma. I have six kiddos ranging from ages 12 all the way down to um, six months. Yeah. And I have a wonderful husband. (laughs) (laughs) That's always important. Yes. (laughs) Kaylee, what about you? I am in the DC area and mom of three. So my oldest is 12. My second is 11 and my third is nine. So pretty darn close in age. (laughs) Yeah. Well, what have been your experiences with sick babies and kiddos? I know we were talking before we pressed record that, you know, kind of all of us are dealing with something. So take us back to those baby days and what you dealt with. So um, when you reached out, Natalie, I immediately was like, oh, man, all the respiratory stuff is terrifying (laughs) with little people. Yeah. When our kids were little, they were so close in age that they always all got everything they got. So we would have like the most extended periods of illness. And we went through a season of having RSV and croup back to back. And I feel like as a mom, like the, the like hypervigilance of watching your child's chest and nose flares and things that are like 
symptoms of struggling breathing is so stressful on top of just dealing with sick kids, you know? So that's, we've dealt with lots of things, but that's like some of the illness that we've had. Yeah. Same with us. Our story's, you know, a little bit different in that four of our children were premature. And so, you know, when you have premature kiddos, their tendency towards respiratory illness is a lot higher. (laughs) But with each kid, it's different though. Thankfully, two of them, it didn't, you know, their tendency towards respiratory illness is not that great, but our two youngest is. And so our three-year-old right now, she would, I would say is most susceptible. And for her, you know, and I know it's really scary hearing me say this, but you know, for her, If she got sick at all, she would start out with like a cold and then all of a sudden it would be like overnight, she would be in an extreme bout of RSV and then she has had to be flown to children's hospital multiple times, Mm. you know, but now we're learning with her, you know, it's possible that she's got reactive airway disease, which, which would explain why she plummets so fast and so hard, you know, so with, with premature children, it just feels like, it feels like you're on your toes even more. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I will say learning the cues, like learning what it looks like when your child is struggling to breathe, like listening for the breathing sounds, the the coughs. And and also I highly recommend having some sort of pulse ox to be able to check their oxygen and stuff, you know, um, that has helped us so much. But yes, we have been through RSV, croup, you name it, we have dealt with it. Our oldest son, it felt like he was going through every rash under the sun. And we were just like, what in the world? I mean, so he's had hand, foot, and mouth. He's had fifths disease. He's had, it. I mean, insane. Uh, it was like, oh, what rash are we dealing with today? <laughs> so definitely, yeah, we've had our experience with everything it has felt like but when you have six kids that kind of comes with the territory (laughs) no kidding oh I'm sorry to both of you both of my my son when he was a baby had RSV and we just went through it with my daughter who is not even three months old yet and it was so scary we were like borderline having to get admitted but the hospital was full so that was a crazy thing we're dealing with and now we're still kind of dealing with some long-term effects of that and we'll get more into all of those, you know, details about the sicknesses in our second segment with our pediatrician here today. But let's just kind of talk, give some tips for parents listening. Kaylee and Lydia, since you both have multiple kids, like, how do you keep the baby or, you know, one of them healthy with so many toddler and kid germs in the house? Do you have any strategies for managing that? Uh, I wish there were easy (laughs) strategies. Part of, I mean, as a mom of now slightly older kids, they get sick far less often because they're just less gross. (laughs) 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 They don't sneeze and cough on everything in the house. Um, I remember the projectile sneezing that was like, okay, we all just got sprayed with that virus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Some of the things that we would do when our kids were really, really little, especially like our youngest was a preemie. And so Lydia, like what you're talking about, very, very much resonates. I remember 
telling people like if anyone in your house is sick you can't come over and one friend that has six kids was like we're gonna be there next year sometime like everyone is like there's always someone sick you know um but we would do a lot of baby caring and so like baby wearing like lots of wraps and carriers and things like that because i found the closer the baby was to me and the more like someone had to get up in my face to get in the baby's face it deterred that a bit and so that was a huge help when we were going somewhere that we knew we didn't want the baby passed around or we didn't want them in people's faces or whatever and then we did a ton of like treating the whole family <laughs> so like if we we're doing soup or honey or you know tea or whatever it was we're like you don't have it yet but you're getting it too obviously not with antibiotics and things like that but like with any kind of immune boosting thing we're like we'll just do everyone at once so those are some of our strategies. They did not keep everyone from getting sick all the time. Um, but I absolutely agree with Lydia that having a pulse ox is so helpful for reassurance and also knowing the signs of like wheezing and respiratory distress because that gives you some reassurance too if you know what to look for if you're not seeing it and also kind of tells you when it's time to go if you need to have urgent care or ER involved. So. Yeah. Great ideas. Yeah. I was going to say, I like literally everything Kaylee just said. I was like, yep. Yep. <laughs> and for our family, you know, just basic hand washing, just making sure like, you know, just kind of the things that you're just like, well, yeah, duh. But you know, if you're more proactive about it, um, you know, just it, we're, we're pretty religious on our kids. Like, did you wash your hands? You know, um, we also make sure they take their vitamins every day. But same thing. If like one person is sick, you know, we kind of treat everybody, you know, like everybody takes all the proactive, does the proactive stuff to just to kind of keep it from making its cycle. Because I mean, when you have such a big family, it's like once one person goes down, everybody's eventually going to go down unless we are proactive. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the whole baby wearing thing and everything, like I do that too. So yeah, everything Kaylee said, like, yeah, that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, great. Thank you so much, moms, for sharing. And when we come back, we will be meeting our expert mom and pediatrician, Dr. Jalon Burton. Stay with us. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Today on Newbies, we're talking about common illnesses that babies get in their first year of life. And our expert guest today is Dr. Jalon Burton, or Dr. J for short. She is a pediatrician, wife, and mother of three based in Washington, D.C. She has over a decade of experience in well and sick child care, complex care, children with special needs, public health, youth development, and managed care. And her practice is called Healthy Home Pediatrics. Dr. J, welcome to Newbies, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah. So tell us, you know, we've already kind of named some illnesses as we've been talking, but what are like the three to five most common illnesses that parents of infants need to be aware of? 
Yeah, definitely. So I really like to group illnesses and categories based on the symptoms that parents will see. And then I also think of the red flags that they should watch out for at home. So first are colds. You know, we're talking about RSV. I think all of the guests on here, all of our kids have stuffy noses. Some of us have stuffy noses. So colds are the first ones. Um, runny noses, coughs, goopy eyes, like a lot of mucus from the eye we've been seeing this season and fevers. Um, and the fevers have been really, really high since the pandemic started. I'm talking like 103, 104.5. I've seen some 104.7. And these are just in children with the common cold. So with colds, the red flags that you really want to watch out for are difficulty breathing, which some of our you know guests have talked about. Like it's really scary when you see your kids struggling to breathe, gasping to breathe. You see their ribs um, pushing in right above their clavicle. You see that pushing in. Um, if they're not drinking, if they have signs of dehydration, so not their lips, um, but when you look in their mouth, if their mouth looks really dry, um, turning blue or purple is scary and then rapid breathing. So first are colds. Um, the next category I think of are rashes, which we also have talked about. <laughs> Hand, foot and mouth and this disease, very common. These can cause redness, bumps, blisters, and a lot of skin breakdown. The red flags that I think of with this are like changes in levels of consciousness. So your kid is not acting like him or herself. They are not waking up um, when you try to get them up to go to the bathroom or to change their diaper. Um, if there's a rapid progression of the rash, some rashes that are um, life-threatening, they start with a little and then they are all over the body. Um, and then purple skin. Um, so the pediatrician's scariest rash that many of us have not seen, thank goodness, um, is meningitis. And so it causes um, red rashes, red bumps that quickly turn into like purple, really angry looking. And then the last thing is GI and stomach bugs. Um, I hate these. I'm not good with vomit. They cause <laughs> vomiting and diarrhea. They are really nasty. And the red flags are um, if kids cannot drink 15 milliliters. So that's half an ounce um, a few times an hour, because that means that they're going to get dehydrated pretty quickly. Um, and then if there's blood in the vomit or the poop. So those three categories, cold, rashes, GI and stomach bugs, and then watching out for red flags are kind of how I group it for myself, my patients and my family. Okay, that's really helpful. Well, RSV is in the news so much right now. And like I said, we've already talked about that. My kids have had it. What is it exactly? How does it spread? And why is it potentially so dangerous? Yeah, so... RSV, I know it is scary because it is in the news, but it is one of the most common causes of the common cold, right? Like half of the adults that have colds, we may have RSV. Um, in general, doctors don't check to see what viruses cause colds because it doesn't change our management. We're going to treat it all the same. But based on the data that we have from children and adults who are tested in hospitals, urgent cares, and doctor's office, most colds are caused by rhinovirus, adenovirus, and RSV. And just, I, I, I kind of don't like abbreviations sometimes, but um, this one is a hard one to say. So it's respiratory syncytial virus, but we just put it as RSV for short. Okay. Got it. How does it spread? Droplets, sneezing. We talked about projectile sneezes. Kids are really snotty. There's mucus coming out of their nose. There's mucus coming out of their eyes, um, they're sneezing, they're coughing all over the place. So it's those droplets and it just it just becomes airborne. 
Okay. And touching and touching too, um, which I know several guests have talked about the importance of hand washing and just getting kids, even little, you know, two-year-olds to be really good about hand washing with soap and water. And I do prefer soap and water. Of course, when soap and water is not available, hand sanitizer is really good. Um, But like when I was talking about those three kind of categories of illness, the one illness that is not helped by just hand sanitizer are GI and stomach bugs. You really do have to just like wash those particles away. Okay. And when you say touching, you're talking like talking each other or touching services. I am talking about, I mean, my kids go to both of them go to daycare and they are always in each other's face. Like we walk in in the morning to drop them off and there's a kid at the door with a snotty nose and my daughter runs up and hugs her. And I'm just like, oh, there's the snot. So touching is like our kids being in our face and kissing us and putting their snot and their um, lips and their saliva on us. I saw a meme the other day that was like, I always thought before I had kids that I had a good immune system. And turns out I was just good at not hanging out with people who sneeze in my Mm -hmm. face. (laughs) It's so gross. They literally get me all the time. Um, During this time of year, I wear gloves for every single exam that I do at people's houses. I wear a big yellow gown. I've worn kids before I come. Dr. J's wearing her big old gown today. Um, And I do have some face shields for when I'm doing like COVID testing and stuff. Because, I mean, you just get sneezed on and coughed on a lot. So whether it's RSV, croup, a cold, et cetera, how do you know when to take your baby into the doctor versus, you know, just monitoring their symptoms at home? Yeah, this depends. You know, as a pediatrician, I get, I must admit, Mama Kaylee and um, Mama Lydia mentioned having their pulse oxes. It makes me a little nervous as a pediatrician. (laughs) I must admit. Um, But I think this depends. And I think parents really know their children. So I'm I'm glad when parents are tapping into knowing what their kid looks like when they're struggling, um, because that makes it helpful for me. Everyone should have a really good relationship with their doctor. And there should be a way to get them on a telephone or telemedicine visit pretty quickly. I mean, this pandemic has made it so that, I mean, doctors offices who weren't doing telemedicine before do. Um, My practice, we've always had telephone and telemedicine visits. I have my patients let me know at the first sign of illness. And then I ask about the symptoms so that I can determine how worried I am based upon a particular patient's age, their medical history, which, um, you know, both of the guests alluded to, my kiddos who have reactive airway disease or asthma, they are the ones that like right after daycare drop off, I am heading to their parents' house with my medical grade pulse ox to check them out because I know that they get really sick really fast. And so we watch the symptoms um, and we also watch what's in the community. You know, Kaylee and Natalie and I are in D.C. and, you know, D.C., Maryland and Virginia, what we're seeing, it's it happens, right? Like in all in this kind of bigger community. Um, it is not possible, unfortunately, for doctors to see every patient with cold symptoms, but families should have a way um, to have worries addressed, right? At least by phone and then a really good follow-up plan in case the symptoms worsen or go too long. Earlier, I mentioned some red flags, uh, difficulty breathing, not drinking, signs of dehydration, turning blue, turning purple, rapid breathing that everyone should be aware of. Um, and of course, we, you know, we hope that it doesn't get to that point, um, but when you need to, you know, you have you need to call 911. Our two children both had RSV um, that became pneumonia in October. And even as a pediatrician, the scariest thing I've had to do is to call like 911, you know, to call for urgent care, emergency care for my daughter. And so we actually ended up having to go by ambulance to our local children's hospital. I knew the hospital was overwhelmed. And so I asked to be routed to a different one, but they couldn't. So, I mean, 
all around the country, the hospitals are overwhelmed. Um, I know on a lot of our mommy groups locally, folks are like, which hospital should I go to? They're all bad right now. <laughs> we literally sat in the emergency room for 22 hours, but we're admitted mm-hmm. to the hospital, right? Like I'm putting that in quotes, air quotes, nobody can see that. Um, but you you are admitted to the hospital, but you're boarded in the emergency room when the hospitals are overloaded. And that has been the case for the last few months. Wow. Well, if your child has RSV, for example, and it's not bad enough to get admitted to the hospital, like my daughter had the retractions that, you know, they always say to look out for, but it wasn't like quite the level of needing to get sent to the hospital. What are some natural at-home ways that you can help your baby recover? Mm -hmm. I always remind parents to think about what they like when they're sick, right? Like what are the things you want something warm to drink? You want to rest. You don't want folks messing with you. Um, You want to be taken care of and you want to cuddle. Maybe that's just me. I like cuddling with my husband and my kids, Um, but kids like to be cuddled. When we adults are sick with a stuffy nose, we blow it a lot, but you know, babies, infants and toddlers, and even some older kids really struggle with the coordination of blowing. So for them, it's really best to use nasal saline or breast milk. Um, Breast milk is my preferred option, a little squirt in the nose, a little squirt in the eyes um, to loosen the mucus. And then use a really good aspirator like the Nose Frida or the Baby Comfy Nose. I don't work for either of those companies, but I have a ton of them here because they are the bomb to get that mucus out. I honestly don't like the little green and blue bulb suctions that you can buy like at the pharmacy. I don't know very many parents that can make those work enough to like get the suction that you need to really get things out. I also really do recommend steam treatments like sitting on the bathroom floor, have that shower running. Um, This really helps a lot. I know croup was mentioned several times. The cough of croup is like trademark. Parents send me audio recordings all the time. I hear that cough. I'm like, please go in the bathroom right now, get that shower running. So to take it up a notch, you can close the spout in the tub um, and put a few drops of eucalyptus or lavender essential oils in the tub um, so that the steam will have an aromatherapy effect. So it's really supporting kids. It's really managing their symptoms, um, you know, checking in with your pediatrician to make sure you have the right dose for Tylenol, um, acetaminophen, um, which is the you know generic name, and then ibuprofen or Motrin um, if your child is above six months old. And good old honey um, has been shown in randomized control studies to work better than cough medicine. Um, I do not recommend cough medicine for any child under the age of seven because there have been some overdoses and some of these products, even though they say natural and organic, they've got stuff I can't pronounce. They've got stuff I look up and I'm like, oh, I don't actually want your kid to be taking that. So good old raw organic honey. My son and I make packets, like sick packets for our patients. And literally it has um, Kleenex in it. It has a packet of like crystallized lemon, which I didn't know they had until recently. Um, Raw organic honey. um, And then a lot of tea. So love chamomile tea and love peppermint tea. And that's literally what I just tell parents. Like, this is what, this is what we got. You know, this is what we, this is what we have that's safe for kids. And that's for a little bit of the older kids, right? Yeah, honey is only for babies that are over the age of one. And then, um, like I mentioned, the ibuprofen is only for folks that are over the age of six months old. So aside from never leaving the house, right, which is kind of impractical, especially when you got six kids, three kids, I just have two, but we have so much that we need to get done, especially this time of the year. We've talked about hand washing, of course, but are there any preventative measures that parents can take to keep their babies healthy year round, but especially now? The holidays are coming up. Yeah, you know, I really do want to stress that like kids are going to get 12 viral illnesses a year. Like that's just the way that it goes. It doesn't mean that anything is wrong with their immune systems. It is just what they do. So that means pretty much every month, 
kids can get a viral illness. One of the things that I mentioned, the colds, the rashes, the GI bugs, they will get sick. Um, for all children, making sure they have enough sleep, um, that they're eating wholesome, minimally processed foods, that they have a lot of time to play outdoors and just a lot of play in general is really important. You know, for children under one, giving them as much breast milk as you can for as long as you can for the immune boosting properties is really helpful for children who are on um, formula or artificial milks. Um, they can get probiotics, which are really helpful for their systems. Uh, systems, yeah. And then for children who are over six months old, I do recommend the flu vaccine. And I have just done a ton of them this year. Um, so those are the ways that I really recommend that families stay as safe as they can. Okay. Well, we are going to take another quick break. And when we come back, we will keep hearing from Dr. J and our moms. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, moms, any thoughts on what we've just heard from Dr. J? Have you tried any of those, you know, remedies or methods at home? Yes. <laughs> the warm shower, as Dr. J was talking, I was like, oh yeah, the warm showers. We did have a hospital run also with with um, croup when we when our baby was little. And that I, I appreciate Dr. J, you like giving that guidance because I think as parents, it can be so easy to be like, surely this isn't an emergency. Surely, surely I'm overreacting to this, right? And so I think that's really important to know, like clearly know the signs of being like, oh my gosh, my baby needs help more than I can give them, you know? So as terrifying as that is. <laughs> lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good advice. Lydia, anything? I resonated with all of those, all of those things. And, um, and I remember when, when one of our babies had croup, um, it was during the winter time. So we were advised to just step outside in the cold for a little bit. And, and that definitely seemed to help as well. I wanted to ask Dr. J, um, with our, our youngest being our earliest preemie, he was three months early. As far as like treatment for him, like, do we go based off like the normal, I mean, cause you said like, you know, don't give honey to, you know, babies younger than one and like Tylenol for, um, babies under six months, I think you said. Mm -hmm. Um, so do, do I follow the same protocol? Do, do I do his age adjustment? This is a really important topic, right? So premature babies, pediatricians adjust their age because their bodies just aren't as developed, even though they have the calendar age, right? So a three-month-old that was born a month early, when they're three months, they're going to show me things that a two-month-old would show me. So 
Yes and no, I would adjust things. First of all, you are his expert, right? Like you are learning what he is doing. You will see how quickly he gets sick. I would say for any premature babies, I'd start those steam showers at the first sign of illness. I'd start that, you know, nasal suction at the first sign of illness. I I would just be on top of it. And you may want to just also go ahead and give your pediatrician the heads up. You know, I mentioned earlier, my patients are trained. Dr. J wants to know when you're sick. That is just a, a secure text message in our system. Hey, such and such kiddo is sick. They've got XYZ symptoms. They know what I'm going to ask about. And they send me an update. Um, I say, okay, later on today, let's hop on a telemedicine visit. So I, my goal, what I want for everyone, right, is to have a responsive pediatrician that can be there for you and you can let them know at the first sign of illness. Because it just makes you feel better, you know what I mean, as a mom, to know somebody yeah. else knows this kid is on day number one of illness or day number two, right? Because we also know, like, what days it's going to be worse for kids. So Days like three to five tend to be the absolute worst for most babies. Um, and so those those kiddos are the ones that I usually make sure, like if I do a telephone or telemedicine visit on day one, I'm like, I'll see you on day three. And the parents are like, okay, I'll see you on day three. Because I know day three, day four, day five is when things are, you know, either kids are going to go down the track of I'm going to get better and I'm going to be okay. Or they're going to go down the track of I need to go to the emergency room. I need to, you know, I need somebody to monitor my breathing. So I would just do the nasal suction and the steamy showers with that baby. I would I would just be more stringent, more aggressive with it. Okay. Dr. J, that the three to days three to five getting worse, is that for pretty much everything or the RSV cold type illnesses? Yeah, it's pretty much for the RSV cold type illnesses. So the rashes, you know, the rashes just get worse and they just, you know, over time and then they'll come and go. Um, the GI and stomach bugs, most of the kiddos get better in like 24 to 48 hours. But gosh, last season, oh my God, we were seeing diarrheal illnesses last for a full week. And that's another thing that I didn't mention um, during this pandemic. We are just seeing like the timing of all the illnesses is different, right? Like we used to only see like bad colds and stuff during the fall. And then we would see like diarrheal illnesses during like the spring and the summer. We're just seeing this stuff all year round now. So yeah, the colds, um, the upper respiratory illnesses, right? That's the medical term we use. Those are the ones that day three to five, I tend to... To see. And I'm just going based upon what I have seen in the last six months, because everything is up in the air these days. Um, over the last six months, the day three to day five has been the, the, the timing that is the worst. And so I've trained my staff to like day number one, Dr. J wants to telephone or telemedicine visit. Just put it on parents text, kid is sick. We're hopping on so that I can see breathing rate and talk about what to do. And day three to day five, unless they are getting way better, Dr. J is coming to listen to you because um, we've been seeing like a lot more pneumonias, um, unfortunately. And I know I'm mentioned both of my kiddos had pneumonia and they're sick again. And I'm like, please universe, please don't give me pneumonia again. I can't, I can't do pneumonia again. Yeah. Oh, well, I will send up some good vibes for your kids. <laughs> Thank you, Moms or Dr. J, any last thoughts before we wrap up? Yeah, I did. I just wanted to say that um, the stress and strain on families has been unprecedented, right? With kids getting 12 viral illnesses a year, with folks working from home, it has been rough. Um, and as a working parent, it's so hard for your child to get sick every month. Um, I completely support paid sick leave for families, living, living wages for families and parental leaves. My kids are at my parents today. And if they weren't, um, if they hadn't have been at my parents every time they got sick, like I literally wouldn't be able to keep my practice open. So this has been 
been just such a challenging time for families. And I just want to send good vibes to everyone who is managing all these colds and these illnesses because it's been really hard and it's been really stressful for families. Well, thank you so much to you, Dr. J, for being here and Lydia and Kaylee as well. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Listeners, you can find out more about Dr. J at healthyhomepediatrics.com and be sure to check out newmommymedia.com where we have all of our podcast episodes plus videos and more. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Newbies. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Preggy Pals for expecting parents, Parent Savers for moms and dads with toddlers, The Boob Group for moms who give breast milk to their babies, and Twin Talks for parents of multiples. Thanks for listening to Newbies, your go-to source for new moms and new babies. This has been a New Mommy Media Production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.